Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, and we begin in verse 1. We read, He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a manager. An accusation was made to him that this man was wasting his possessions. He called him and he said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give an accounting of your management, for you can no longer be manager. Now, to understand this story, one must be able to grasp, well, the nuances of the cultural that is behind it. Because most people do not, and few will rarely seek out such information, this story has been historically misunderstood and a source of question by many. One must remember the context of this parable as well as every such parable Jesus told. Here Jesus has been and continues to talk concerning the dynamics of the kingdom of God. Now, a steward in the day of Christ was traditionally given a preset amount of money to manage the needs of uh, the head of the house, his household. If he was able to bargain hunt and this steward was able to negotiate prices below the set amount that he was given, well, then he was able to keep the surplus. This was a well-accepted practice. and would have been understood by all the parties involved and would have been understood even by the listeners with Jesus that day. Now this man, however, had evidently not handled that allotment well and it appears he perhaps had pocketed the money or at least wasted it while still failing ultimately to do the adequate job of caring for the property of his employer. When such was discovered, it was evident that he was gonna lose his position and thus his security and ultimately his well-being. Now please note that this story connects with the subject of the last story, which is the prodigal son parable, and our dealings with the inheritance that God has given us. Verse 3 we read, The manager said within himself, What will I do, seeing that my Lord has taken away the management position from me? I don't have strength to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. And I know what I will do, so that when I am removed from management, they may receive me into their houses. Now the steward here knew he was guilty. There was no argument. Yet he anxiously scrambled to secure himself a position of economic and social standing, if not just sheer safety. Obviously, he intended to survive his sin and its consequences or at least he so thought. In his pride, you see, he refused to be humbled. He would not take the broken road. No, he would not readily bear the consequences of his sin. He would not humble himself. He would not dig and he would not beg. You know, it is truly amazing the lengths a man will go uh, when caught in sin. He has two paths ultimately to choose from. One. He can humble himself and repent and no doubt bear the earthly consequences of his sin. Consequences for sin against God usually are also against a man 
or men, if you will, and thus one is rarely able to redeem without an earthly penalty. I mean, you need to know that too. But the second path, option number two, is to run. Now, in our attempt to escape the cost of our sin, we often compound that sin by adding to it in this manner. Verse 5 says, Calling each one of his Lord's debtors to him, he said to the first, How much do you owe my Lord? And he said, A hundred batos of oil. And he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? And he said, A hundred cores of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. His Lord commended the dishonest manager because he had done wisely, for the children of this world are in their own generation, wiser than the children of the light. Now, if the story herein is to commend this man for his actions, which certainly is easily understood uh, to be that, we must ask ourselves what Christ's point is. I mean, is he praising this man for his rather covert actions to protect himself? Or is there something bigger here for us to see? Now, there is no doubt this man was acting shrewdly and resolutely. And certainly, these are traits that are not inherently evil, uh, but rather they are truly to be praised and sought after. However, the larger idea here is that he recognized that he was in trouble and he moved to correct the situation. We must remember that the bounty you know, that which was above and beyond the cost of care for his master and his master's household was his to do with as he pleased. So he took his profit, quote unquote, and he used it to prepare for what was coming. We must note that we are God's stewards and few, if any of us, have used the master's money as we should. We too are called to take care of the master's house with what he has given us, and just like the story, the rest is for us. But so often, the remainder is not enough, or we think it's not, and so we begin to cut corners and short the care of God's house and to use that which he has given us for our own desires and our own worldly possessions. We can forget our place of blessed employee of the master, and our lust can then consume us. So. Often we lose our heavenly and eternal perspective and we see only the immediate gratification. And you know, so often when once we come to our senses, if we come to our senses, we kind of stand back and say, what will we do now? You see, we have been given great blessings and finances and calling to take care of in the master's house. However, we therefore have the responsibility that comes with that position. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says, Here, moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Verse 9 says, I tell you, make for yourselves friends by means of unrighteous mammon, so that when you fail, they may receive you into eternal tents. Now again, this verse is not telling us to live for money or to accumulate it for ourselves. In fact, Jesus, quite frankly, is telling us just the opposite. It is no, uh, known reality that all that we have on this earth will be left behind when we depart this life. However, we need to know that we can spend our money now on things that are eternal. Can't take it with us, but we can send it on ahead. 
As good stewards, we are to use God's given finances to firstly take care of God's house, and then the rest of it is ours to enjoy. So what shall we invest in? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music